The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome. We're here to uh, Friday, December 15th. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Halfway through. <laughs> November took so long and December's just What's, flying by. It's like, you know, because we had an early Thanksgiving because there were five Thursdays in, in Thanksgiving. And then it was like, okay, when's December supposed to get here? And now it's my wife and I both yesterday was like, how are we to like a week and a half away from Christmas? And the end of the end of the year is just almost here. It is crazy. But there's so much going on right now. It seems like this week has been filled with unbelievably crazy stories. And I mean, by crazy, I mean just rich stories from the White House, Capitol Hill, and everything else on every front. And it's normally the time when you and I start to wind down. Uh, one week from today, we'll be going on our end of year break. I don't know that I'm going to be able to though. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking news. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take a a week or a little over a week off and, and, and not lose my mind because I can't vent. You you remember, and I think it's something that I'll always remember about. It's one of the moments I'll always remember in talk radio. And that's in 2016 after the election. And you and I went on vacation, and we came back, and it was January 2nd of 2017. And when we were on vacation, the first thing we came back and said, what is this stuff about Trump colluding with the Russians? That's when it really hit, remember, over vacation. Mm-hmm. That's when it all started. Yep. And and to think that when we come back, that was seven years ago. Oh, my. Oh, God. <laughs> and it seems like it was yesterday. One of the things I, uh, I do want to mention, because we really haven't talked about it much this week, we've talked about it a lot in the past. And uh, this was the uh, the passage of the uh, 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 National uh, uh, Defense Authorization Bill. Mm, yeah. And, you know, what specifically is 
is in it when it comes to the woke stuff and when it comes to Section 702, which is the warrantless wiretapping on on uh, foreign electronic communications and how it has been abused in the past. Right. And Republicans, you know, up in arms that it was, uh, you know, passed uh, again. Um, you and I, when the NSA was accused of doing it back 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Years ago, ten yeah. years ago, and we brought it up, and it was Repu- it was Democrats. Not one Republican brought up what was going on, and we were furious that we knew illegal things were going on in the NSA, that Americans were being caught up in this stuff, and it was absolutely unconstitutional, and we knew about it. And we knew about it because of two Democrats uh, that let us couldn't couldn't really get into details because talking about it in any way is giving away our nation's secrets. Yeah, right. And so you couldn't do it. But it was Democrats that brought it up. And when more information came out, some of it because of Snowden. Mm-hmm. We kept asking the question, where are the Republicans? And when we brought up the unconstitutional provisions, just to let you know how things have changed. And we would view that our audience is, you know, mostly conservative. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the breakdown is. I remember, about, I don't know, maybe it was 10, 15 years ago, they said the breakdown of conservative talk radio is like 60, 40, that actually a lot of liberals listen. I don't know whether that's the same anymore. Mm. But we remember that night we talked about it and we were shocked because the vast majority of people that called that said they were Republicans said it's no big deal. Yeah. And we said it's a big deal. But it has to be done for national security. Right. Now, the point is, if used correctly, it does have to be done for national security. If done in not a blanketed fashion. Right. Where it is, you're targeting uh, suspected criminals or terrorists, then, okay, there's a process for that. That was already in play. But we were getting feedback like, oh, no, this is okay, too. And it just boggled the mind. I don't know how you could think that. It's not the sentiment that we're hearing now seems like it's changed. I I don't think when I don't think anything inside the bureaucracy of the intelligence agencies have changed because nobody's no, 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 no. The, but I'm, yeah. I mean, how can, how a lot of people who were saying it's okay oh, yeah, back yes, then, yes, are, are yeah, saying, their right, response right, to right, it. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry, no, no. I, if <laughs> anything in this, inside the bureaucracy, it's gotten worse. And, while they may deny it at certain times, you can kind of see that, yeah, they're kind of also proud of it. The bureaucrats at, at the top levels of the uh, intel community and, and FBI, the brass, the the abuse of power, it's blatant. I, I, look, James Comey thought he was a hero. Think about that. Well, Clapper and Brennan, come on. Oh, man. Still today. Remember, Brennan lied. Yeah. 
about the whole NSA thing. Right. He lied under oath. Yeah. And then said later on when Brennan fought, or Clapper lied. Was it? Was it that was was it Clapper, Clapper that lied? lied. Okay. Yeah. Now they both lied. Yeah. I guess which time did they <laughs> lie and which one lied about what when? Thank you for correcting me on it. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yeah, remember when it happened, it's like, and then he, for the longest time, he didn't say anything. It was like, yeah. well, what I meant was, or whatever. I mean, he squealed out of it, but right. nobody was held accountable. And you think about it, we know the politicalization of the of the intelligence agencies. We saw it with Hunter Biden. Right. Yeah. Well, and remember Brennan on, I think it was on CNN. I don't know. Is he still a contributor there? I don't, I don't know. But he said... Well, I guess my sources were bad when he got it handed oh, to yeah. him. Well, I guess my sources, sources were, were bad. You were CIA director. <laughs> you know, the, the it's this is the same problem as uh, the Ukraine situation. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, we and we talked about that yesterday about funding for Ukraine. You have to oppose. We have to blunt every way possible what Putin is trying to do. The problem is the people that we give the money to cannot be trusted to tell us the truth. Exactly. And to do the right thing, whether it's on the border, whether it was Afghanistan, where the president lied about what the generals told him to do. When he asked, when he was, uh, when the advice they gave him was the complete opposite of what he said, what Biden said. And that's the problem. What do you do? You, you need, you, you do need. When you talk about foreign, when you talk about terrorists, foreign terrorists, you do need that ability to eavesdrop. Yeah. You absolutely have to have it. Right. But that's why you need people of the highest integrity in our intelligence agencies and in our executive branch. 
And when you don't have it, that's where the nightmare begins. So what do you do? The only thing you can do is not scream when you're forced to compromise, but ensure that in a time as we're in right now, where the political party that has it mostly right on what to do does not have the majority power, but what they believe the vast majority Americans agree with. So your job is to win elections. Yep. And your job is to win in 2024. It's time to stop complaining about the fact that the right thing isn't being done by the opposition party if you're not trying to win elections. If you're putting up horrible candidates. If you're not arguing and debating correctly. If you're not on message. If you've got if you've got the team that could slam dunk and you're not slam dunking. Yeah. You have to understand that you have to work within within the rules of a democracy. Well, you have the ability to win inside the rules of democracy. And you've been completely politically impotent in doing so over the last decade. Yep. And seems like you've made no progress right. in this time. And and that's the problem. On the issues, you win all day. The GOP can win all day on the issues. And right now, if you can't win on the issues, something is wrong. You're never going to win. That's the whole point. As we stated earlier with the, 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 the Senate, with uh, Senator Tillis of North Carolina. Oh, man. Trying to make a deal, and and as the Washington Post has pointed out, the deal they're looking at is, and and the way it was first promoted was okay. They're gonna, you know, they may be deporting people back. You know, this is gonna be they're gonna close the border. They're gonna do this, gonna, and all of a sudden we find out what the Republicans are trying to negotiate because the law states, as Andrew McCarthy pointed out, the law states zero people get in. Right. That's what the law states. Yep. And so the Republicans are. The, the Democrats are saying, and they, they, it was pointed out that Jay Johnson, who was head of Department of Homeland Security mm-hmm. under uh, uh, Obama, said if we get to 1,000 a day, we can't handle that. That's we can't control it. Right. right. We're up to 10, 12,000 a day now, crossing. And so Democrats said, okay, we'll allow 5,000 people in a day before we close the border. And Republicans are saying, no, we only want to allow 3,000. So Republicans are trying to change the current law that says no, zero. But if you can't win that, if you cannot debate the point of illegal immigration when the public overwhelmingly agrees with you and you don't attempt to win it, then don't strike a deal and hope that you can win in 2024. Well, think about it. But don't set a permanent law that the border will allow... Well, Democrats want 5,000. We want 3,000. We'll allow 4,000 illegal immigrants in every single day, and then we'll close the border. Hey, your tire's, the, got, a, your tire's got a huge hole in it. Oh, great. I saw you fixed it. Yeah, we made the hole smaller. Jeez, I'm, it's, just, it's just, it's maddening. It, it, no, this maddening. is it. 
you're creating, in fact, you're creating a permanent hole if you change it from zero to 3,000. Right. And if the Democrats were trying to do that and promoting that, you should be outraged, and it's why everyone should not accept the GOP. And it would, I don't think would, you were saying earlier, we're crossing our fingers, hoping and praying that it wouldn't pass in the House. Because there is just getting a deal done to get a deal done. No, fix the broken border. I don't care about the deal between two parties. Secure the border. Because if we change it to 3,000 a day, and then Mayorkas gets back on Capitol Hill and goes, oh, yeah, the border's secure. It's super secure. Even the GOP agrees. Yeah, it's secure 3, because we're allowing 3,000 in a day. Are you kidding me? You're never going to be able to get what you need in this country to make the economy go. Nope which is legal immigration because we don't have population growth anymore. You're never going to be able to get it done because as long as the, if the Republicans are willing to do this, then the public is never going to approve of legal immigration to this country, more legal immigration because they don't trust the Democrats. And now if the Republicans allow this through, there's no trusting Republicans. Right. It's just, Insane. So that Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, vote is uh, likely is uh, likely then. Yeah. <laughs> this is how he gets uh, to uh, well into double digits, right? Yeah. This kind of insanity where people go, you know what? There really is no difference. Very little difference between the Democrats and Republicans, which many people have been screaming for years. But when you step up and go, oh, the border's broken, we we just want to make sure it's not as broken. Still broken. To to change it to 3,000, that's what you went with? Zero. No wiggle room. Zero. Exactly 0,000. Unbelievable. I just don't get it. 86690-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested. Trusted. Guaranteed since 1920. It's a family business. Farming, for the most part. Small family farms made up 88% of the farm count and operated 46% of the farmland, but generated only 19% of the total value of production. USDA economic researcher Catherine Lacey presenting findings from the latest edition of America's Farm and Ranches at a Glance Report. Other information gleaned from the report for the 2022 calendar year includes... The share of farms with a low-risk operating profit margin varied by farm size in 2022. About 26% of all U.S. farms held any debt in 2022. And the majority, which was 67% of farms with debt, used only one lender. Farm households in general were not considered low income or low wealth. Also, among socially disadvantaged farm operations, non-Hispanic black farms in particular differ most compared to non-Hispanic white farms in terms of size, specialization, and financial outcomes. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know what happens? What? As soon as we start playing Christmas music, I start listening to the Christmas music, and I yes. forget I have to go on the radio. That's pretty good stuff here. That always sounds like it happens to me all the time. I was like, oh, I like yeah. this station. <laughs> this Is this the station that cares? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing Christmas music, you have to be the station that cares. I think so. I think the most bizarre story of the week, the one that caught me off guard, mm. was the Boston mayor. Yeah. And having the segregated Christmas party. And her assistant sending it out to everybody. Mm. Yeah. And then 15 minutes later, rescinding it, telling all the uh, white counselors, you can't come. Right. People of your skin color aren't invited here. Right. And then when the press got a hold of it, she apologized. And what got me is when I saw the headline that she apologized, I thought, okay, she had to back off on this. This is so incredibly racist. She would have to back off on it. But her public apology was apologizing to the white people for accidentally sending them the email saying that they could go. Yeah, you weren't supposed to see our bigoted right. behavior. Her apology... <laughs> Her apology was... Oh, my God, how racist. <laughs> and very cocky. Her apology was, sorry, I was supposed to hide my racism. Yeah, exactly. I was supposed to hide my... I'm a, I, Let me apologize for hiding my racism. Yeah. Or for not hiding my racism. Right, exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to let that out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. that, That was unbelievable. Give the gift of the Red Eye Radio app this holiday season. Merry Christmas from Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, one of my favorite stories was that uh, that uh, came out yesterday. And, and uh, it was uh, the story from Fox News saying Hollywood comes out, yeah. you know, against, yeah. you know, the... the uh, the uh, you know Harvard and University of Penn and right, right. and MIT right. and everything else and it said and I'm like oh, okay who are these actors it's like mm. okay Michael Rappaport that was one we already know about that right yeah this the then Deborah Messing came out with the strong one but the one I was happiest to see was David Schwimmer he absolutely blasted them oh, and wow. I I thought to myself wow Ross finally has some guts. <laughs> Ross isn't a wimp. No, that's a great point. I mean, he came, he blasted them. Oh, that's that's great. I mean, absolutely eviscerated them. I I, I was like, that's really cool because I I never I never really watched a lot of Friends. Yeah, I remember the right, foot yeah. the the all my friends did. <laughs> all that, my friends watched Friends, yeah. so I'd be I'd go over to their house and be on. Mm. So I saw episodes, and uh, I always the one I the one I watched the. The entire time, and I'll actually watch it if it's on, is the Thanksgiving football one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, it's uh, 
Ross and uh, his sister that gets yeah. so competitive. Right. Yeah. Can't think of her name. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The one in the one in in Scream. Is it Scream? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't think of her name. Uh, but he just I hated his character. He was just so wimpy, so whiny. And so the yeah, first thing I thought. Yeah, kind of wore on you after a while. It easily wears on you. And yeah. so when when I saw that, I went, oh, okay, I know. Yes, I do understand it's the character, but that's the first thing. I went, all right, Ross isn't a wimp. And, I mean, he was just really, 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 really strong. And I think, you know, we're we're in a time right now where you can't back off at all. It, there, it's, there, it's, it's what I said after October 7th, it, and it really applies, and we're seeing it. There's the radicals and there's everybody else. And uh, just as you mentioned, you can't you can't back down from this. You're you're either a radical or you're not. And the overwhelming majority of people in society are not. Well, you know, when the and we've we've talked about the fact that, you know, even Bill Maher a couple of years ago said, well, um, yeah, we know we called Romney Hitler. We called Bush Hitler and. Yeah. They really weren't, but Trump is, yeah. which, of course, is ridiculous. Right. But that kind of talk where every Republican was a Nazi. Yeah. And now you actually can witness in the United States in 2023 yeah. where the Nazi mindset is is growing. Proudly promoted Proudly by these promoted, radicals. Proudly promoted, growing inside what is supposed to be viewed yeah. as the United States, think about this, the United States of America's most elite institutions are the ones that are proudly promoting Nazism. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. And it's, here's the thing. When you, when you look around, everyone can see it. The observations that are being made by everyday people, it's like, whoa. Wow, did they just say that? Are they really doing this? Someone commented, and it was just a, a person commenting on uh, a short video that came up, said, this is so unbelievable. I'm starting to wonder if this is a, if this is a group of TikTokers just trying to do this to get views because this is just outrageous. They weren't seriously considering that, but it's it's like this can't be real, but it is. Proudly promoting it. Courtney Cox is who you were thinking of. Earlier. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it's and watching it play out. Radicalism can only the energy behind radicalism uh can only go on for so long and and there is a difference there there are the uh the, the radical people that we're seeing in society on the protest level and then of course the uh very not that they're not dangerous but the very dangerous uh radical terrorists and in this case Hamas that are, uh, you know, have been uh, these these people are not going to be stopped uh, or they have to be stopped, but they're not going to stop doing what they're doing until they are. Until they cease to exist. 
And with the here domestically with these radicals, the mindset, and 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 I don't know. It seems like, and I, I think, um, and we said this, and then um, Gutfeld said it on uh, one time on the five, like a, a few days later. Uh, the same observation said it, it's like you know they go out with the blank picket sign or you know radical uh, you know sign and and show up as a protester and and this was just going to be it. They were just going to be you know to the extent that on a couple of the campuses recently they were chanting we are hamas it it is when you and and the campuses are and when you go back and i was watching some of it yesterday the testimony and the questioning by stefanik upenn and uh and harvard uh those two presidents soon to be former president at upenn her face, her smile on her face was just abs- the smirk, yeah. absolutely bizarre. What are you smiling about? Are you smiling about defending this kind of bigotry to its core? Is Do you get some kind of pleasure over that? Well, if you're a radical then I guess you do. And we see it. And again, what's promising is the overwhelming majority of us are not radicals. No, the mindset, the mindset, I don't know where that goes from here with with these kids on campuses and, and those that are doing this. You saw the you know, the one coffee shop, they wouldn't let the Jewish person in the bathroom. They blocked the person from getting in the bathroom, three of the coffee shop workers, and now they're gone. They got fired over that, as they should. And, you know, things like that that have happened, and as you mentioned, some people from Hollywood, you know, speaking up about the universities. It's going to take more of that. It's going to take more of the world, and and. You know, the donations going to these schools, um, hopefully it continues to dry up. Uh, now there's the talk of why are we sending taxpayer money in support of this kind of bigotry? When yeah. This, yeah, I'm glad it, that finally hit. You know, yeah. that because you think about that. It's well, not just it's not taxpayer money going to support something I don't believe in. That's not what we're talking about. Taxpayer money going to schools where the leadership at those schools is clearly radical and supporting this kind of bigotry and hatred, we cannot let that. They have a go not. On. We're, we're, our taxpayer dollars are going to institutions that are promoting Nazism. Exactly. It's that simple. And we should end that now. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, it was a uh, Carol Markowitz from the New York Post writing about the you know the pro Hamas, pro Nazi protests going on yeah. across the country where they're yeah. closing down streets. Yeah. Saying, when are we going to stop this? Right. You can't close down a street. You right. can't close down a highway. You can't right. close down a bridge. Right. Every single one of those people should be put in jail. When Absolutely. They do that. You don't and get to do it. Stick. Or you say it's cleared off. Remember in 2020, 
Yeah. When they went here in in, uh, in Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. Where they, they wanted to block I-35. Yep. That lasted about 15 minutes. It was done and didn't happen again. Yep. And the police chief uh, at the time, she was very clear about it. Yep. This is against the law. Right. You don't get to do that. You I don't, don't get, get to do that. If I stood in the middle of the street, would I be busted? Yeah. I'd get arrested. If I did it as an individual, I'd be arrested. Yep. You're a danger to yourself and others, and you you don't get to do that because you want to take control of an area. You know, to what extent? Look, if you want to protest where it's legally allowed, you can do that all day, and you can show your radical uh, hatred. And, and, and if you want to proudly promote your radical hatred, you can do that. There are lawful ways to do that. I don't understand it, but blocking a highway and shutting down a highway, no. Did you see in, uh, I think it was L.A., where people got out of their cars? Yeah. Yeah. And started physically moving people and taking their signs away? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, these people are sitting in cars, and the majority of them going, these are Nazis. Right. Yeah. These are Nazis. These are people that believe, you know, they're the most racist not you know have the most racist nazi mindset when you have that mindset you believe you can do whatever the hell you want oh yeah well you can't do whatever the hell you want no you can't and these drivers were just i saw a couple of videos they were livid at this right then again you think about it if you're in la and the traffic's so bad anyway and then somebody makes it worse oh my gosh to protest being a nazi yeah it doesn't matter why you're sitting in the street yeah they're gonna move you I, it's, it is bizarre, but wasn't it always going to be the way that radicalism, you know, when it, when it gets to a certain point and it boils over and you see a society where, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what David Schwimmer's beliefs are, you know, where he stands politically or anything else. And I really don't care, but you see it. Oh, well, um. The, you know, the, there, there seems to be this new uh, found, um, I don't know, admiration for what's his name in, in Pennsylvania, uh, the Senator uh, John oh, Fetterman, John Fetterman, yeah, I because know. John <laughs> Fetterman, if you look at what he was doing wow. uh, with those pro Hamas protesters and and, you know, walking through the crowd and he's, you know, and that was early on, by the way, that goes back weeks now, but. The things that he stated. So I I want to be careful because there have been some people on social media that have said, oh, I was wrong about Fetterman and everything else and blah, 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 blah. Look, I agree with Fetterman on this, that this kind of bigotry and hatred can't be tolerated. About anywhere else where he stands, you know, politically, I, I still disagree with, well, you know, uh, everything that he has promoted in order to get elected. I but think- I can tell you. That's where you know the difference is, is that on that issue, he's not the radical or seems well, but to be I, not the radical. But I think it's important to qualify, as we do yes. with Bill Maher, right. that Bill Maher is on our side when it comes to what's going on with Hamas and yep. Israel and these yep. pro-terrorist Nazi mindset people. But where does it come from? That's it's exactly and, and, what and, they nurtured to and, be into and place. And we, we had stated that identity politics, yep. judging people by groups 
that the Democrats have done for the last 40 years, yep. starting with conservative blacks. Yep. And, they'll, and they and, still do it and, and they still do, do it, it after this. But this is where the Republicans have to communicate effectively, well, how does something like this start? It starts with identity politics. If you live in the United States of America in 2023 and you're not judging everybody you meet as an individual, you're evil. Yep. Yep. We're past this crap of we're, we're excuse me. We're supposed to be way past this crap of racism, yep. of bigotry and intolerance and judging people by groups. And that is maybe not to the point where most Democrats believe the Nazism that exists today. But it's how but you understand get it was how it, you got it's the there. same highway. It was nurtured yep. by the identity politics yep. of which is what Tim Ryan, when he ran against Nancy Pelosi, was concerned about yep. when he said we got to move away from this identity politics. Yep. Well, what the hell did you think was going to happen? And here we are. Eight, six, six, 90 red eye. We'll be right back with more red eye radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, last day of Hanukkah. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not lying. What? I have some plans this weekend. I have a couple of parties to go to. I will be socializing. How much do you... Uh, I shouldn't say that. That's a horrible thing to say. I don't know what you were going to say. Well, I don't You either. didn't finish the thought. <laughs> How much do you pay these people to be your friends? But listen, <laughs> I'm not going to say that because well, that would be wrong. I had I paid off my mortgage. I had yeah. extra cash. <laughs> Hiring people to be my friend. Respond. <laughs> right. I yeah. don't. I don't get an escort. I get escorts. Yeah. Yeah. They're just friends. Yeah. I'm not weird. And at I all. call them my friends. Exactly. Well, have a good time. It's, get your money's worth. <laughs> This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> Those Weekend Golf Guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.